Welcome to Abide's Sleep Meditations. I'm Tyler Boss. Today's meditation is sponsored by FaithfulCounseling.com, where they combine biblical wisdom with clinical expertise in mental health. Faithful Counseling can bring God's healing to you. Just go to FaithfulCounseling.com slash Abide. Remember, you can listen to all our sleep stories by downloading Abide from the App Store. Now, relax your mind and body as we hear tonight's sleep story. Welcome to this Abide Bedtime Story. Tonight, we will listen to wisdom from a hero of the faith named Corrie Ten Boom. Before we listen in to Corrie Ten Boom's thoughts, get comfortable, relax, and be ready to hear how one woman's wisdom will help you better understand God's love and care for you, no matter your circumstances. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, and relax. Breathe out all the worries of the day, and breathe in the comforting presence of God's Holy Spirit. Let tension leave your body as you dwell with God, certain that He loves you and is with you now as well as all through the night. With God, everything begins afresh. Our God is full of grace and forgives the most awful of sins. He will always welcome us with open arms when we come to Him humbly. Let those reassuring truths comfort you as you rest. To rid your body of tension, let your muscles relax. Start with your feet. Move up to your calves and your thighs. Relax your abdomen and your shoulders. Let even your eyebrows relax. Keep breathing slowly and deeply. As your body relaxes, your mind can relax as well and release those cares of the day. Dear Heavenly Father, as your child prepares to sleep, we ask that you will overwhelm them with your love and comfort. Help them to know that you are with them and will never leave them even for a moment. You watch over your beloved child always, even in sleep. Let this truth soak into their bones so they can rest without fears, worries or anxieties. We ask for a sleep full of your peace 
found in your abundant goodness and wisdom. In Jesus Christ, the author of goodness and peace, we pray. Amen. Dutch citizen Corrie ten Boom lived with her sister Betsy and their watchmaker father during World War II. As a family, they helped many Jewish people escape the Nazis until they were arrested for their efforts. After the war, Corrie wrote a book called The Hiding Place that recounted their story. She also spoke internationally with the message that there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. Listen in now as Corrie travels to speak on a college campus in 1975. Corrie checked into a hotel near the campus where she would speak the following day. She was now in her 80s and feeling all the years in her weary bones. In spite of that, she had been sitting a long time and longed to move around a bit. The hotel was right next to the campus, which had a stand of willow trees surrounding a pond. The beauty of that spot drew her in, and she walked the short distance and sat on a bench that faced the little lake. It was midsummer, and so daylilies of orange and yellow dotted the landscape. There was just a slight breeze, and the lovely flowers bobbed their heads like the women of her youth had with their fancy hats. The memory made her smile as she thought of her peaceful, idyllic upbringing in Amsterdam. A goose wandered over to Corrie and looked askance as if asking if she had any bread for him. She smiled and answered him as if he'd spoken aloud. No, silly goose, I have nothing for you. Bread is not good for your digestive tract anyway. Go eat what God has provided for you. The goose tilted its head as if trying to understand what this strange woman was saying to him and then gave her up as hopeless and waddled away. Corrie sat on the bench and soaked in the sounds of bullfrogs on the pond, locusts in the trees and the honk of the goose as he harassed his fellow geese. The peacefulness of it all made Corrie smile. She sat there until the sun began to dip into the horizon. Orange and coral rays reflected off the water and took her breath away. Oh God, thank you for this gift. You are endlessly creative. The heavens certainly declare your glory. Reluctantly, she stood up and went back to her hotel room 
praying for a good night's rest so she would have energy for the following day Corrie woke to a stream of sunlight coming through her window she'd closed the curtains but left just enough open so that she'd see the morning Sun the early morning rays always gave her courage and reminded her that God was in this new day she dressed had breakfast and then went to the auditorium where she would be speaking she knew it would be packed with college students and that they would applaud her vigorously when she walked out on stage her thoughts were always the same at that moment how is it that one so reviled by the Nazis is now honored I am overwhelmed with God's goodness after she spoke there were always a few that came up to talk to her one particularly troubled young woman said your story of forgiveness to those who imprisoned you touches my soul she then grew quiet and was clearly struggling to keep her emotions at bay finally she spit out I don't know if I can forgive my alcoholic father Corrie reached out and put a hand on the woman's shoulder her own father had been a kind and gentle man who raised her with the courage to do what was right even if it cost her everything yet she knew that many had harsh fathers so she asked is your father living the young woman nodded and said he is and I still see him but when I do I struggle to love him I'd rather just put him out of my mind Corrie was quiet for a moment before answering I understand it can be very hard to love someone who has hurt us but do you know what hurts even more than pain the young woman shook her head Corrie answered love love is the strongest force in the world and when it is blocked that means pain there are two things we can do when this happens we can kill that love so that it stops hurting but then of course part of us dies too or we can ask God to open up another route for that love to travel how do I do that how do I get rid of the bad memories the young woman asked Corrie sighed I'm not saying it's easy but such memories are the key not to the past but to the future I know that the experience of our lives when we let God use them become the mysterious and perfect preparation for the work he will give us to do the woman nodded and then said but 
back to my original question how can I forgive my father Corrie looked her in the eye and said it is so hard to work through our feelings I had to do that with the Nazi guard I met after the war even as angry vengeful thoughts boiled through me I saw the sin of them Jesus Christ had died for this man was I going to ask for more Lord Jesus I prayed forgive me and help me to forgive him Jesus I cannot forgive him give me your forgiveness and so I discovered that it is not on our forgiveness any more than on our goodness that the world's healing hinges but on his when he tells us to love our enemies he gives along with the command the love itself the young woman shuddered I've carried resentment for so long I don't know how to let it go Corrie nodded you will find it necessary to let things go simply for the reason that they are too heavy you are not hurting your father by unforgiveness you are hurting yourself Corrie reached out and took the young woman's hand some knowledge is too heavy you cannot bear it your father will carry it until you are able rest in that now how do I let go when I feel so much hurt the young woman persisted forgiveness is an act of the will Corrie quietly said and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart the woman nodded but added how do I get over my sadness Corrie smiled if you look at the world you'll be distressed if you look within you'll be depressed but if you look at Christ you'll be at rest Corrie then prayed with the young woman and agreed to stay in touch after talking to a few more people she made her way back to her hotel for a much-needed nap walking through the park with the pond she smiled at the goose that once again followed her as she walked she talked to God oh my good father I could never have imagined the plan you've had for my life thank you for giving me a message that is so needed for so many thank you for carrying me when I am too weak to carry myself and help me to rest now so that I can find strength and joy upon awakening when Corrie reached her hotel room she pulled out her worn Bible 
and turned to a particularly encouraging passage in Isaiah 26. She would send it to the young woman to give her courage that God knows what he is doing and will make everything right in the end. The path of the righteous is level. You make level the way of the righteous. In the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. My soul yearns for you in the night. My spirit within me earnestly seeks you. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. O Lord, you will ordain peace for us. For you have indeed done for us all our works. O Lord, in distress they sought you. They poured out a whispered prayer when your discipline was upon them. Like a pregnant woman who writhes and cries out in her pangs when she is near to giving birth. So were we because of you, O Lord. We were pregnant, we writhed, but we have given birth to wind. We have accomplished no deliverance in the earth, and the inhabitants of the world have not fallen. Your dead shall live, their bodies shall rise. You who dwell in the dust, awake and sing for joy. For your dew is a dew of light, and the earth will give birth to the dead. Dear Lord, you alone can bring justice and make everything right in our broken world. We are so grateful that you know what you are doing and that you never make mistakes. We ask for rest for your child tonight, for confidence in your goodness and ever-watchful care. Help them to know your love and that you are ever vigilant to their needs. We ask for supernatural peace and a calm heart so that this child of yours will be rested in the morning. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, and relax. Breathe out all the worries of the day 
and breathe in the comforting presence of God's Holy Spirit. Let tension leave your body as you dwell with God, certain that he loves you and is with you now as well as all through the night. With God, everything begins afresh. Our God is full of grace and forgives the most awful of sins. He will always welcome us with open arms when we come to him humbly. Let those reassuring truths comfort you as you rest. To rid your body of tension, let your muscles relax. Start with your feet. Move up to your calves and your thighs. Relax your abdomen and your shoulders. Let even your eyebrows relax. Keep breathing slowly and deeply. As your body relaxes, your mind can relax as well and release those cares of the day. Dear Heavenly Father, as your child prepares to sleep, we ask that you will overwhelm them with your love and comfort. Help them to know that you are with them and will never leave them even for a moment. You watch over your beloved child always, even in sleep. Let this truth soak into their bones so they can rest without fears, worries or anxieties. We ask for a sleep full of your peace, found in your abundant goodness and wisdom. In Jesus Christ, the author of goodness and peace, we pray. Amen. Dutch citizen Corrie ten Boom lived with her sister Betsy and their watchmaker father during World War II. As a family, they helped many Jewish people escape the Nazis until they were arrested for their efforts. After the war, Corrie wrote a book called The Hiding Place that recounted their story. She also spoke internationally with the message that there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. Listen in now as Corrie travels to speak on a college campus in 1975. Corrie checked into a hotel near the campus where she would speak the following day. She was now in her 80s and feeling all the years in her weary bones. 
In spite of that, she had been sitting a long time and longed to move around a bit. The hotel was right next to the campus, which had a stand of willow trees surrounding a pond. The beauty of that spot drew her in, and she walked the short distance and sat on a bench that faced the little lake. It was midsummer, and so daylilies of orange and yellow dotted the landscape. There was just a slight breeze, and the lovely flowers bobbed their heads like the women of her youth had with their fancy hats. The memory made her smile as she thought of her peaceful, idyllic upbringing in Amsterdam. A goose wandered over to Corrie and looked askance, as if asking if she had any bread for him. She smiled and answered him as if he'd spoken aloud. No, silly goose, I have nothing for you. Bread is not good for your digestive tract anyway. Go eat what God has provided for you. The goose tilted its head as if trying to understand what this strange woman was saying to him, and then gave her up as hopeless and waddled away. Corrie sat on the bench and soaked in the sounds of bullfrogs on the pond, locusts in the trees, and the honk of the goose as he harassed his fellow geese. The peacefulness of it all made Corrie smile. She sat there until the sun began to dip into the horizon. Orange and coral rays reflected off the water and took her breath away. Oh God, thank you for this gift. You are endlessly creative. The heavens certainly declare your glory. Reluctantly, she stood up and went back to her hotel room, praying for a good night's rest so she would have energy for the following day. Corrie woke to a stream of sunlight coming through her window. She'd closed the curtains, but left just enough open so that she'd see the morning sun. The early morning rays always gave her courage and reminded her that God was in this new day. She dressed, had breakfast, and then went to the auditorium where she would be speaking. She knew it would be packed with college students and that they would applaud her vigorously when she walked out on stage. Her thoughts were always the same at that moment. How is it that one so reviled by the Nazis is now honored? I am overwhelmed with God's goodness. After she spoke, there were always a few that came up to talk to her. One particularly troubled young woman said, your story of forgiveness to those who imprisoned you touches my soul. 
She then grew quiet and was clearly struggling to keep her emotions at bay. Finally, she spit out, I don't know if I can forgive my alcoholic father. Corrie reached out and put a hand on the woman's shoulder. Her own father had been a kind and gentle man who raised her with the courage to do what was right, even if it cost her everything. Yet she knew that many had harsh fathers, so she asked, Is your father living? The young woman nodded and said, He is, and I still see him, but when I do, I struggle to love him. I'd rather just put him out of my mind. Corrie was quiet for a moment before answering. I understand. It can be very hard to love someone who has hurt us. But do you know what hurts even more than pain? The young woman shook her head. Corrie answered, Love. Love is the strongest force in the world. And when it is blocked, that means pain. There are two things we can do when this happens. We can kill that love so that it stops hurting. But then, of course, part of us dies too. Or we can ask God to open up another route for that love to travel. How do I do that? How do I get rid of the bad memories? The young woman asked. Corrie sighed. I'm not saying it's easy. But such memories are the key not to the past, but to the future. I know that the experience of our lives, when we let God use them, become the mysterious and perfect preparation for the work he will give us to do. The woman nodded and then said, but back to my original question, how can I forgive my father? Corrie looked her in the eye and said, it is so hard to work through our feelings. I had to do that with the Nazi guard I met after the war. Even as angry, vengeful thoughts boiled through me, I saw the sin of them. Jesus Christ had died for this man. Was I going to ask for more? Lord Jesus, I prayed, forgive me and help me to forgive him. Jesus, I cannot forgive him. Give me your forgiveness. And so I discovered that it is not on our forgiveness any more than on our goodness that the world's healing hinges, but on his. When he tells us to love our enemies, he gives along with the command the love itself. The young woman shuddered. I've carried resentment for so long. 
I don't know how to let it go. Corrie nodded. You will find it necessary to let things go, simply for the reason that they are too heavy. You are not hurting your father by unforgiveness. You are hurting yourself. Corrie reached out and took the young woman's hand. Some knowledge is too heavy. You cannot bear it. Your father will carry it until you are able. Rest in that now. How do I let go when I feel so much hurt? The young woman persisted. Forgiveness is an act of the will, Corrie quietly said, and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. The woman nodded, but added, How do I get over my sadness? Corrie smiled. If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. Corrie then prayed with the young woman and agreed to stay in touch. After talking to a few more people, she made her way back to her hotel for a much-needed nap. Walking through the park with the pond, she smiled at the goose that once again followed her. As she walked, she talked to God. Oh, my good father, I could never have imagined the plan you've had for my life. Thank you for giving me a message that is so needed for so many. Thank you for carrying me when I am too weak to carry myself. And help me to rest now, so that I can find strength and joy upon awakening. When Corrie reached her hotel room, she pulled out her worn Bible and turned to a particularly encouraging passage in Isaiah 26. She would send it to the young woman to give her courage that God knows what he is doing and will make everything right in the end. The path of the righteous is level. You make level the way of the righteous. In the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. My soul yearns for you in the night. My spirit within me earnestly seeks you, for when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. O Lord, you will ordain peace for us, for you have indeed done for us all our works. O Lord, in distress they sought you. They poured out a whispered prayer when your discipline was upon them. 
like a pregnant woman who writhes and cries out in her pangs when she is near to giving birth. So were we because of you, O Lord. We were pregnant, we writhed, but we have given birth to wind. We have accomplished no deliverance in the earth and the inhabitants of the world have not fallen. Your dead shall live, their bodies shall rise. You who dwell in the dust, awake and sing for joy. For your dew is a dew of light and the earth will give birth to the dead. Dear Lord, you alone can bring justice and make everything right in our broken world. We are so grateful that you know what you are doing and that you never make mistakes. We ask for rest for your child tonight, for confidence in your goodness and ever watchful care. Help them to know your love and that you are ever vigilant to their needs. We ask for supernatural peace and a calm heart so that this child of yours will be rested in the morning. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, as your child prepares to sleep, we ask that you will overwhelm them with your love and comfort. Help them to know that you are with them and will never leave them even for a moment. You watch over your beloved child always even in sleep. Let this truth soak into their bones so they can rest without fears, worries or anxieties. We ask for a sleep full of your peace found in your abundant goodness and wisdom. In Jesus Christ, the author of goodness and peace, we pray. Amen. Dutch citizen Corrie ten Boom lived with her sister Betsy and their watchmaker father during World War II. As a family, they helped many Jewish people escape the Nazis until they were arrested for their efforts. After the war, Corrie wrote a book called The Hiding Place, 
that recounted their story. She also spoke internationally with the message that there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. Listen in now as Corrie travels to speak on a college campus in 1975. Corrie checked into a hotel near the campus where she would speak the following day. She was now in her 80s and feeling all the years in her weary bones. In spite of that, she had been sitting a long time and longed to move around a bit. The hotel was right next to the campus, which had a stand of willow trees surrounding a pond. The beauty of that spot drew her in, and she walked the short distance and sat on a bench that faced the little lake. It was midsummer, and so daylilies of orange and yellow dotted the landscape. There was just a slight breeze, and the lovely flowers bobbed their heads like the women of her youth had with their fancy hats. The memory made her smile as she thought of her peaceful, idyllic upbringing in Amsterdam. A goose wandered over to Corrie and looked askance, as if asking if she had any bread for him. She smiled and answered him as if he'd spoken aloud. No, silly goose, I have nothing for you. Bread is not good for your digestive tract anyway. Go eat what God has provided for you. The goose tilted its head, as if trying to understand what this strange woman was saying to him, and then gave her up as hopeless and waddled away. Corrie sat on the bench and soaked in the sounds of bullfrogs on the pond, locusts in the trees, and the honk of the goose as he harassed his fellow geese. The peacefulness of it all made Corrie smile. She sat there until the sun began to dip into the horizon. Orange and coral rays reflected off the water and took her breath away. Oh God, thank you for this gift. You are endlessly creative. The heavens certainly declare your glory. Reluctantly, she stood up and went back to her hotel room, praying for a good night's rest, so she would have energy for the following day. Corrie woke to a stream of sunlight coming through her window. She'd closed the curtains, but left just enough open so that she'd see the morning sun. The early morning rays always gave her courage and reminded her that God was in this new day. She dressed, had breakfast, and then went to the auditorium where she would be speaking. 
She knew it would be packed with college students and that they would applaud her vigorously when she walked out on stage. Her thoughts were always the same at that moment. How is it that one so reviled by the Nazis is now honoured? I am overwhelmed with God's goodness. After she spoke, there were always a few that came up to talk to her. One particularly troubled young woman said, Your story of forgiveness to those who imprisoned you touches my soul. She then grew quiet and was clearly struggling to keep her emotions at bay. Finally, she spit out, I don't know if I can forgive my alcoholic father. Corrie reached out and put a hand on the woman's shoulder. Her own father had been a kind and gentle man who raised her with the courage to do what was right, even if it cost her everything. Yet she knew that many had harsh fathers, so she asked, Is your father living? The young woman nodded and said, He is, and I still see him, but when I do, I struggle to love him. I'd rather just put him out of my mind. Corrie was quiet for a moment before answering. I understand. It can be very hard to love someone who has hurt us. But do you know what hurts even more than pain? The young woman shook her head. Corrie answered, Love. Love is the strongest force in the world. And when it is blocked, that means pain. There are two things we can do when this happens. We can kill that love so that it stops hurting. But then, of course, part of us dies too. Or we can ask God to open up another route for that love to travel. How do I do that? How do I get rid of the bad memories? The young woman asked. Corrie sighed. I'm not saying it's easy. But such memories are the key not to the past, but to the future. I know that the experience of our lives, when we let God use them, become the mysterious and perfect preparation for the work he will give us to do. The woman nodded and then said, but back to my original question, how can I forgive my father? Corrie looked her in the eye and said, it is so hard to work through our feelings. I had to do that with the Nazi guard I met after the war. Even as angry, vengeful thoughts boiled through me, I saw the sin of them. Jesus Christ had died for this man. Was I going to ask for more? Lord Jesus, I prayed, 
forgive me and help me to forgive him Jesus I cannot forgive him give me your forgiveness and so I discovered that it is not on our forgiveness any more than on our goodness that the world's healing hinges but on his when he tells us to love our enemies he gives along with the command the love itself the young woman shuddered I've carried resentment for so long I don't know how to let it go Corrie nodded you will find it necessary to let things go simply for the reason that they are too heavy you are not hurting your father by unforgiveness you are hurting yourself Corrie reached out and took the young woman's hand some knowledge is too heavy you cannot bear it your father will carry it until you are able rest in that now how do I let go when I feel so much hurt the young woman persisted forgiveness is an act of the will Corrie quietly said and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart the woman nodded but added how do I get over my sadness Corrie smiled if you look at the world you'll be distressed if you look within you'll be depressed but if you look at Christ you'll be at rest Corrie then prayed with the young woman and agreed to stay in touch after talking to a few more people she made her way back to her hotel for a much needed nap walking through the park with the pond she smiled at the goose that once again followed her as she walked she talked to God oh my good father I could never have imagined the plan you've had for my life thank you for giving me a message that is so needed for so many thank you for carrying me when I am too weak to carry myself and help me to rest now so that I can find strength and joy upon awakening when Corrie reached her hotel room she pulled out her worn Bible and turned to a particularly encouraging passage in Isaiah 26 she would send it to the young woman to give her courage that God knows what he is doing and will make everything right in the end the path of the righteous is level you make level the way of the righteous in the path of your judgments O Lord we wait for you your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul 
My soul yearns for you in the night. My spirit within me earnestly seeks you, for when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. O Lord, you will ordain peace for us, for you have indeed done for us all our works. O Lord, in distress they sought you. They poured out a whispered prayer when your discipline was upon them. Like a pregnant woman who writhes and cries out in her pangs when she is near to giving birth. So were we because of you, O Lord. We were pregnant, we writhed, but we have given birth to wind. We have accomplished no deliverance in the earth, and the inhabitants of the world have not fallen. Your dead shall live, their bodies shall rise. You who dwell in the dust, awake and sing for joy. For your dew is a dew of light, and the earth will give birth to the dead. Dear Lord, you alone can bring justice and make everything right in our broken world. We are so grateful that you know what you are doing and that you never make mistakes. We ask for rest for your child tonight, for confidence in your goodness and ever watchful care. Help them to know your love and that you are ever vigilant to their needs. We ask for supernatural peace and a calm heart so that this child of yours will be rested in the morning. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, as your child prepares to sleep, we ask that you will overwhelm them with your love and comfort. Help them to know that you are with them and will never leave them even for a moment. You watch over your beloved child always even in sleep. Let this truth soak into their bones so they can rest without fears, worries or anxieties. We ask for a sleep 
full of your peace found in your abundant goodness and wisdom in Jesus Christ the author of goodness and peace we pray Amen Dutch citizen Corrie ten Boom lived with her sister Betsy and their watchmaker father during World War II as a family they helped many Jewish people escape the Nazis until they were arrested for their efforts after the war Corrie wrote a book called the hiding place that recounted their story she also spoke internationally with the message that there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still listen in now as Corrie travels to speak on a college campus in 1975 Corrie checked into a hotel near the campus where she would speak the following day she was now in her 80s and feeling all the years in her weary bones in spite of that she had been sitting a long time and longed to move around a bit the hotel was right next to the campus which had a stand of willow trees surrounding a pond the beauty of that spot drew her in and she walked the short distance and sat on a bench that faced the little lake it was midsummer and so daylilies of orange and yellow dotted the landscape there was just a slight breeze and the lovely flowers bobbed their heads like the women of her youth had with their fancy hats the memory made her smile as she thought of her peaceful idyllic upbringing in Amsterdam a goose wandered over to Corrie and looked askance as if asking if she had any bread for him she smiled and answered him as if he'd spoken aloud no silly goose I have nothing for you bread is not good for your digestive tract anyway go eat what God has provided for you the goose tilted its head as if trying to understand what this strange woman was saying to him and then gave her up as hopeless and waddled away Corrie sat on the bench and soaked in the sounds of bullfrogs on the pond locusts in the trees and the honk of the goose as he harassed his fellow geese the peacefulness of it all made Corrie smile she sat there until the Sun began to dip into the horizon orange and coral rays reflected off the water and took her breath away oh God thank you for this gift you are endlessly creative the heavens certainly declare your glory reluctantly she stood up 
and went back to her hotel room, praying for a good night's rest so she would have energy for the following day. Corrie woke to a stream of sunlight coming through her window. She'd closed the curtains, but left just enough open so that she'd see the morning sun. The early morning rays always gave her courage and reminded her that God was in this new day. She dressed, had breakfast, and then went to the auditorium where she would be speaking. She knew it would be packed with college students and that they would applaud her vigorously when she walked out on stage. Her thoughts were always the same at that moment. How is it that one so reviled by the Nazis is now honoured? I am overwhelmed with God's goodness. After she spoke, there were always a few that came up to talk to her. One particularly troubled young woman said, Your story of forgiveness to those who imprisoned you touches my soul. She then grew quiet and was clearly struggling to keep her emotions at bay. Finally, she spit out, I don't know if I can forgive my alcoholic father. Corrie reached out and put a hand on the woman's shoulder. Her own father had been a kind and gentle man who raised her with the courage to do what was right, even if it cost her everything. Yet she knew that many had harsh fathers, so she asked, Is your father living? The young woman nodded and said, He is, and I still see him, but when I do, I struggle to love him. I'd rather just put him out of my mind. Corrie was quiet for a moment before answering. I understand. It can be very hard to love someone who has hurt us. But do you know what hurts even more than pain? The young woman shook her head. Corrie answered, Love. Love is the strongest force in the world. And when it is blocked, that means pain. There are two things we can do when this happens. We can kill that love so that it stops hurting. But then, of course, part of us dies too. Or we can ask God to open up another route for that love to travel. How do I do that? How do I get rid of the bad memories? The young woman asked. Corrie sighed. I'm not saying it's easy, but such memories are the key not to the past, but to the future. I know that the experience of our lives, when we let God use them, become the mysterious and perfect preparation for the work he will give us to do. The woman nodded 
and then said, But back to my original question, how can I forgive my father? Corrie looked her in the eye and said, It is so hard to work through our feelings. I had to do that with the Nazi guard I met after the war. Even as angry, vengeful thoughts boiled through me, I saw the sin of them. Jesus Christ had died for this man. Was I going to ask for more? Lord Jesus, I prayed, forgive me and help me to forgive him. Jesus, I cannot forgive him. Give me your forgiveness. And so I discovered that it is not on our forgiveness any more than on our goodness that the world's healing hinges, but on his. When he tells us to love our enemies, he gives along with the command the love itself. The young woman shuddered. I've carried resentment for so long. I don't know how to let it go. Corrie nodded. You will find it necessary to let things go, simply for the reason that they are too heavy. You are not hurting your father by unforgiveness. You are hurting yourself. Corrie reached out and took the young woman's hand. Some knowledge is too heavy. You cannot bear it. Your father will carry it until you are able. Rest in that now. How do I let go when I feel so much hurt? The young woman persisted. Forgiveness is an act of the will, Corrie quietly said, and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. The woman nodded, but added, How do I get over my sadness? Corrie smiled. If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. Corrie then prayed with the young woman and agreed to stay in touch. After talking to a few more people, she made her way back to her hotel for a much-needed nap. Walking through the park with the pond, she smiled at the goose that once again followed her. As she walked, she talked to God. Oh, my good father, I could never have imagined the plan you've had for my life. Thank you for giving me a message that is so needed for so many. Thank you for carrying me when I am too weak to carry myself. And help me to rest now, so that I can find strength and joy upon awakening. When Corrie reached her hotel room, she pulled out her worn Bible 
and turned to a particularly encouraging passage in Isaiah 26. She would send it to the young woman to give her courage that God knows what he is doing and will make everything right in the end. The path of the righteous is level. You make level the way of the righteous. In the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. My soul yearns for you in the night. My spirit within me earnestly seeks you. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. O Lord, you will ordain peace for us. For you have indeed done for us all our works. O Lord, in distress they sought you. They poured out a whispered prayer when your discipline was upon them. Like a pregnant woman who writhes and cries out in her pangs when she is near to giving birth. So were we because of you, O Lord. We were pregnant, we writhed, but we have given birth to wind. We have accomplished no deliverance in the earth, and the inhabitants of the world have not fallen. Your dead shall live, their bodies shall rise. You who dwell in the dust, awake and sing for joy. For your dew is a dew of light, and the earth will give birth to the dead. Dear Lord, you alone can bring justice and make everything right in our broken world. We are so grateful that you know what you are doing and that you never make mistakes. We ask for rest for your child tonight, for confidence in your goodness and ever watchful care. Help them to know your love and that you are ever vigilant to their needs. We ask for supernatural peace and a calm heart so that this child of yours will be rested in the morning. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Close your eyes, 
take a deep breath and relax. Breathe out all the worries of the day and breathe in the comforting presence of God's Holy Spirit. Let tension leave your body as you dwell with God, certain that he loves you and is with you now as well as all through the night. With God, everything begins afresh. Our God is full of grace and forgives the most awful of sins. He will always welcome us with open arms when we come to him humbly. Let those reassuring truths comfort you as you rest. To rid your body of tension, let your muscles relax. Start with your feet. Move up to your calves and your thighs. Relax your abdomen and your shoulders. Let even your eyebrows relax. Keep breathing slowly and deeply. As your body relaxes, your mind can relax as well and release those cares of the day. Dear Heavenly Father, as your child prepares to sleep, we ask that you will overwhelm them with your love and comfort. Help them to know that you are with them and will never leave them even for a moment. You watch over your beloved child always, even in sleep. Let this truth soak into their bones so they can rest without fears, worries or anxieties. We ask for a sleep full of your peace found in your abundant goodness and wisdom. In Jesus Christ, the author of goodness and peace we pray. Amen. Dutch citizen Corrie ten Boom lived with her sister Betsy and their watchmaker father during World War II. As a family, they helped many Jewish people escape the Nazis until they were arrested for their efforts. After the war, Corrie wrote a book called The Hiding Place that recounted their story. She also spoke internationally with the message that there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. Listen in now as Corrie travels to speak on a college campus in 1975. Corrie checked into a hotel near the campus 
where she would speak the following day. She was now in her 80s and feeling all the years in her weary bones. In spite of that, she had been sitting a long time and longed to move around a bit. The hotel was right next to the campus, which had a stand of willow trees surrounding a pond. The beauty of that spot drew her in, and she walked the short distance and sat on a bench that faced the little lake. It was midsummer, and so daylilies of orange and yellow dotted the landscape. There was just a slight breeze, and the lovely flowers bobbed their heads like the women of her youth had with their fancy hats. The memory made her smile as she thought of her peaceful, idyllic upbringing in Amsterdam. A goose wandered over to Corrie and looked askance, as if asking if she had any bread for him. She smiled and answered him as if he'd spoken aloud. No, silly goose, I have nothing for you. Bread is not good for your digestive tract anyway. Go eat what God has provided for you. The goose tilted its head as if trying to understand what this strange woman was saying to him, and then gave her up as hopeless and waddled away. Corrie sat on the bench and soaked in the sounds of bullfrogs on the pond, locusts in the trees, and the honk of the goose as he harassed his fellow geese. The peacefulness of it all made Corrie smile. She sat there until the sun began to dip into the horizon. Orange and coral rays reflected off the water and took her breath away. Oh God, thank you for this gift. You are endlessly creative. The heavens certainly declare your glory. Reluctantly, she stood up and went back to her hotel room, praying for a good night's rest, so she would have energy for the following day. Corrie woke to a stream of sunlight coming through her window. She'd closed the curtains, but left just enough open so that she'd see the morning sun. The early morning rays always gave her courage and reminded her that God was in this new day. She dressed, had breakfast, and then went to the auditorium where she would be speaking. She knew it would be packed with college students and that they would applaud her vigorously when she walked out on stage. Her thoughts were always the same at that moment. How is it that one so reviled by the Nazis is now honored? I am overwhelmed with God's goodness. After she spoke, there were always a few that came up to talk to her. 
one particularly troubled young woman said, Your story of forgiveness to those who imprisoned you touches my soul. She then grew quiet and was clearly struggling to keep her emotions at bay. Finally, she spit out, I don't know if I can forgive my alcoholic father. Corrie reached out and put a hand on the woman's shoulder. Her own father had been a kind and gentle man who raised her with the courage to do what was right, even if it cost her everything. Yet she knew that many had harsh fathers, so she asked, Is your father living? The young woman nodded and said, He is, and I still see him, but when I do, I struggle to love him. I'd rather just put him out of my mind. Corrie was quiet for a moment before answering. I understand. It can be very hard to love someone who has hurt us. But do you know what hurts even more than pain? The young woman shook her head. Corrie answered, Love. Love is the strongest force in the world. And when it is blocked, that means pain. There are two things we can do when this happens. We can kill that love so that it stops hurting. But then, of course, part of us dies too. Or we can ask God to open up another route for that love to travel. How do I do that? How do I get rid of the bad memories? The young woman asked. Corrie sighed. I'm not saying it's easy. But such memories are the key not to the past, but to the future. I know that the experience of our lives, when we let God use them, become the mysterious and perfect preparation for the work he will give us to do. The woman nodded and then said, But back to my original question, how can I forgive my father? Corrie looked her in the eye and said, It is so hard to work through our feelings. I had to do that with the Nazi guard I met after the war. Even as angry, vengeful thoughts boiled through me, I saw the sin of them. Jesus Christ had died for this man. Was I going to ask for more? Lord Jesus, I prayed, forgive me and help me to forgive him. Jesus, I cannot forgive him. Give me your forgiveness. And so I discovered that it is not on our forgiveness any more than on our goodness that the world's healing hinges, but on his. When he tells us to love our enemies, he gives along with the command 
the love itself. The young woman shuddered. I've carried resentment for so long. I don't know how to let it go. Corrie nodded. You will find it necessary to let things go, simply for the reason that they are too heavy. You are not hurting your father by unforgiveness. You are hurting yourself. Corrie reached out and took the young woman's hand. Some knowledge is too heavy. You cannot bear it. Your father will carry it until you are able. Rest in that now. How do I let go when I feel so much hurt? The young woman persisted. Forgiveness is an act of the will, Corrie quietly said, and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. The woman nodded, but added, How do I get over my sadness? Corrie smiled. If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. Corrie then prayed with the young woman and agreed to stay in touch. After talking to a few more people, she made her way back to her hotel for a much-needed nap. Walking through the park with the pond, she smiled at the goose that once again followed her. As she walked, she talked to God. Oh, my good father, I could never have imagined the plan you've had for my life. Thank you for giving me a message that is so needed for so many. Thank you for carrying me when I am too weak to carry myself. And help me to rest now, so that I can find strength and joy upon awakening. When Corrie reached her hotel room, she pulled out her worn Bible and turned to a particularly encouraging passage in Isaiah 26. She would send it to the young woman to give her courage that God knows what he is doing and will make everything right in the end. The path of the righteous is level. You make level the way of the righteous. In the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. My soul yearns for you in the night. My spirit within me earnestly seeks you, for when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. O Lord, you will ordain peace for us. For you have indeed done for us all our works. 
O Lord, in distress they sought you. They poured out a whispered prayer when your discipline was upon them. Like a pregnant woman who writhes and cries out in her pangs when she is near to giving birth. So were we because of you, O Lord. We were pregnant, we writhed, but we have given birth to wind. We have accomplished no deliverance in the earth, and the inhabitants of the world have not fallen. Your dead shall live, their bodies shall rise. You who dwell in the dust, awake and sing for joy. For your dew is a dew of light, and the earth will give birth to the dead. Dear Lord, you alone can bring justice and make everything right in our broken world. We are so grateful that you know what you are doing and that you never make mistakes. We ask for rest for your child tonight, for confidence in your goodness and ever-watchful care. Help them to know your love and that you are ever vigilant to their needs. We ask for supernatural peace and a calm heart so that this child of yours will be rested in the morning. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.